Okay, so I'm going to break down the sociological theories, or at least the primary ones that we are going to explore um, in this class. These are kind of the, the bigger, more general theories. And I have a couple of things to say before we jump into them. So two things to keep in mind. The first is that each of these theories are just different perspectives. So they each just provide a different lens through which we can look at a particular um, situation or look at our society and what's happening within it. So don't get too hung up on the word theory because I think that can happen. Just understand that these are different perspectives that we can take in an attempt to understand what's going on. So the way I envision this is that whatever you're analyzing, like the situation or um, the societal norm or like some institution within society, that's the centerpiece, okay? That's like, that's like the sun. It's like the center of a wheel. And then there are, I think of the, these different perspectives or different theories as like spokes around it and you can switch, right? You can jump from spoke to spoke um, and sort of look at that central thing through each of those different lenses or from different angles. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to agree with all of those angles, but simply that you're able to understand things from each of those perspectives. And that's a super valuable thing to be able to do. Uh, so, like if you're discussing things with other people and you disagree, it is crazy valuable. And you ask any lawyer, it is super valuable to be able to understand the other side, especially if you disagree with it, because that only helps you to understand more of what their perspective is so that you can then contemplate that and build your own arguments. Anyways, this class is not about like building arguments, but if that comes from this for you, that's okay. Um, that's totally fine. Um, okay, so that's the first thing I want to say. Second thing connects to it. I was, I want to say that each of these perspectives is not inherently good or bad, just like any perspective. These perspectives are not good or bad, but based on our personal beliefs and our personal value systems, typically you end up viewing them as either good or bad. And you may also, I mean, I'm going to say you very likely um, look at different situations. Like you, you will agree with a functionalist perspective in some cases, and in other cases, you'll agree with a more conflict or critical perspective. Um, or you'll maintain a more critical perspective. And uh, yeah, so I don't think across the board, anyone is like, well, hmm. I want to say, well, reframe. Uh, no, you are not necessarily, there you go. There's the words I'm looking for. You are not necessarily going to always look at things through a functionalist lens and agree with them. And you're not always going to be critical of every situation or every 
um, institution or social situation that you're in. So I definitely have noticed that there are there are things in this world that I think function, and I'll, I'll break these theories down or perspectives momentarily, but there are things in our world that I believe, like I like how they function. I think it's, I think they're valuable the way that they are. I think they provide value for a lot of people. And so from a functionalist perspective, like that I will take a more functionalist perspective on that thing and agree with that perspective. Um, But there are a lot of things, a lot of social institutions and the way that institutions function, the way that things play out in society that I'm much more critical of. And I take a much more critical perspective because I don't believe that the way that they're functioning um, benefit a great amount of people. And it, it just doesn't align with my beliefs and my values. So just keep those two things in mind as I work through these. So first theory that I'll get into, or maybe I'll just jump around, uh, the two that are pretty obviously competing with each other are functionalism and the conflict theory um, or critical theory. And critical theory is really kind of an, an encompassing um, concept or perspective. And then there are theories that fall under it, which I'll get into a little bit more. But we'll start with functionalism. So a functionalist perspective uh, is that a system is working well and it's contributing to our society or helping people in a, in a good way. Um, versus conflict theory, or if you take a, I like to, I don't like to say conflict theory. I like to say critical or like a critical perspective because that's really what we're talking about here. Um, so from a functionalist perspective, like things are good and the way that they're working is really beneficial. And like, we should keep doing it that way. From a conflict perspective or critical perspective, things need to change um, because the system, the way it's working now is benefiting some, but not others. And so a couple theories that I'll, I'll touch on that fall under more critical, uh, a more critical perspective or that take a critical perspective are feminist theory and critical race theory. So each of those looks at um, how our, really like how our characteristics impact how we experience life and how society, um, but how we exist in society and what we have access to, the privileges that we're afforded. Uh, so I don't think it's any huge secret that in our society, in Western society, um, and in the United States, uh, white males are typically considered the privileged group, right? So, um, so therefore, like looking at both feminism and critical race theory, feminism is the idea that our experiences are really gendered and that being a woman in our society means that we don't have the same privileges and we're to an extent oppressed 
um, not even to an extent. We are oppressed um, in relation to men, right? So this, our society is a very patriarchal society. It favors men. It um, affords men more opportunities. And this is something we'll dive into in more depth later because it's, it's a very complex thing. Um, this, and it's not simply a surface level type of deal um, because a lot of this is really hard to see on the surface, right? On the surface, it seems like, oh, everyone's equal. And, um, you know, we're all afforded the same opportunities. Like people don't discriminate based on race or gender anymore. That's so, you know, 1800s, 1700s. Um, but we're talking about a bigger system perspective. So anyways, that's a little bit on feminism real quick. We'll get into feminism more because there are various different perspectives within feminism, but the overarching idea is that um, our, our system is, or whatever system that you're looking at, through a feminist lens, it is oppressive for women um, and is affording men greater opportunity or greater privilege. And then same with critical race theory, except now we're looking at how our experiences are impacted based on race. Um, so again, in, in our culture, um, being white affords you a greater amount of privilege. Again, not, not a surface level thing. It's a deeper systemic, very leveled thing. Um, so yeah, this is the idea that anyone who is not white is experiencing some level of oppression so that's the race race perspective, and we'll get into that more as well. So right now, I really just wanted to get into the theories, the like on a basic level, and I've already dove into feminism and race theory unintentionally. Um, so I'm going to bring it back. Sorry for jumping there. So my point was those are critical theories. Those are looking from those perspectives when we look at our society. It's clear that our experiences are impacted by gender and then by race. Um, not in that order, but simply like gender and race both affect our experiences. And so through that critical lens, we can see that there are certain people who are being oppressed while others are um, thriving and receiving more. So critical from a critical perspective, there are the haves and haves nots in society and society can shift and change. Um, and it requires some social change in order to like readjust the power in society. So it comes down to power, privilege. Um, I say opportunity, but I also want to be careful with that because again, I think that makes it sound very surface level. Um, you know, like, I, I don't want, I don't want you to confuse that with, you know, oh, like men, men and women have the opportunity to apply for the same jobs or like, you know, we're, we're not discriminated against based on race when we go anywhere. Um, like they let everybody in. That's not what I'm talking about when I talk opportunity. Um, I, I mean, more so like the, the very subtle systems that have been put in place. Okay, 
all of that was probably real like high level fluff. Um, so I'll, I'll give some examples. Uh, so let's take the education system. Um, I come back to this just because I, I live in education world. So if we look at the education system from a functionalist stance, it's a really good thing the way that we do it now. You know, it, it gives people an opportunity to learn. It gives people the chance to socialize with one another. Uh, and it works really well because kids go to elementary school and they learn and then they transition to middle and high school and they just build and learn more and they socialize more and they develop positive interaction skills and abilities. And then they go to college and doing well in school early on and learning all those things then supports them in going to college, um, which is, you know, from this perspective, like a really great thing as well, because it allows people to prepare for their lives professionally. It um, allows people to meet one another and develop lifelong relationships, like potentially even marriage, which is its own institution. Uh, which we also like from a functionalist perspective, marriage is a really valuable thing. And so that's, that's a functionalist perspective that like the way things are working now is the way that they should be. And it's going well and yeah, all good. Um, all very good things. Doesn't mean that there's not from a functionalist view, like little things could change to, to improve the experience. Um, but overall, like the way that the, the greater system as a whole is functioning, it's good. Now, if we take that same thing and we look at education from a critical perspective, oh, where do I begin? <laughs> um, so I, let's take, um, take the angle of which a critical perspective often does of like the haves versus the have nots or the individuals who have more privilege versus those who don't. So if, if we look at school through that lens, the education system, we could say, lends itself to a better experience and a more beneficial experience for those who have more already. So a lot of times people say, you know, oh, like school is a great opportunity for everyone. And it's great that, you know, everyone has the opportunity to apply for school and go to college. But if we look at our systems, um, oftentimes they, they afford students with more resources. So students who come from families with more money um, and more privilege in society, uh, the school systems are catered to those kids, right? I mean, for, for a long time, textbooks, and even now, I think it's getting better, but even now, like textbooks are largely written by white authors and sort of through through a white lens and cater to white students um if we look at like financials uh students who have access to more resources are going to probably do better because their parents can afford tutors they can afford all the best books and all of the supplies that the student needs um they can afford 
to buy the kid all the healthy foods that help their brain function. I mean, all of these things um, that, you know, sets up kids who come, come from like a wealthy family to do really well. And then there's, you know, gendered experiences. And like I sort of touched on, there's experiences that are influenced by race. Um, and that's, that's more of the conflict perspective is that our system is really set up to cater inherently cater to um, certain groups. And in our society, it's typically the wealthier people, white people and men, or that's at least the conflict perspective or the critical perspective. 